Welcome back to the All About Audiology podcast, the podcast that's, well, all about audiology. I'm your host, Dr. Lilach Saberstein. I'm an audiologist who's passionate about this field because it makes a difference in people's lives. Understanding how our hearing works, what kind of hearing loss people have, and how that affects their communication is the reason that I'm making this podcast. It's important to understand what your needs are so that those needs can be met. And it's especially important if that person is your child or your spouse or your parent. And that's why I make these episodes. In the last episode, we talked all about hearing loss. It got a little bit technical for some of you, but I hope that the information was useful in understanding if there's damage to different parts of the ear that corresponds with different kind of hearing loss, which means the treatments are going to be different. We also talked a little bit about how there's different levels of hearing loss. That means that different people have very different experiences with hearing loss. Today's topic is all about what to expect at your audiology appointment. This episode, we're going to be talking about adults, and in the next episode, we'll talk about how this appointment is very different for children. So today, I'm going to walk you through the different parts of a typical audiology appointment when you're coming in for your hearing test. There are also different kinds of appointments. We'll talk about those at the end. But in general, if you're coming into an audiologist, it's going to be for a comprehensive audiological evaluation or a full hearing test. First and foremost, the audiologist is going to ask you many questions. Sometimes these questions come in a form when you first come in, an intake form on paper, or they'll ask you the questions in person. What the audiologist is doing is getting a medical history and specifically a history of your hearing issues or communication trouble, any specific history that's affecting the head and neck, your nose and throat, talking about your current symptoms. After a thorough history, the audiologist is going to look into your ears with a light. The otoscope is checking the health of the outer ear, the ear canal, and looking at the eardrum. Now, for the rest of the testing, there's going to be two different kinds of testing. Some are automatic tests that you don't need to do anything for, just different measurements of your ear and different ways that we can test the hearing without your participation. And the second kind is the kind that your participation is required, where you're asked to raise your hand every time you hear a sound, a beep, a tone. And testing is done in a soundproof booth. We make sure no other sounds are interfering with the test from the environment. We do have both of the different kinds, the automatic tests and the test where you need to raise your hand in the soundproof room because we're getting a full picture and everything needs to match. The audiologist is putting all the different pieces together like a puzzle and seeing where the breakdown is that needs to be consistent across the different kinds of tests. Now, when you raise your hand, you absolutely will not be able to hear every single beep. That's actually the point of the test. It's supposed to be softer than you're able to hear. As we've discussed on a different podcast, you absolutely will not be able to hear every single beep that's presented. That's the point. We are trying to find your threshold. What's the softest sound that you can hear? So when you're in there, try to relax and just do your best. Every time you hear a sound, raise your hand. And if you're not sure, you can also raise your hand and kind of maybe wave it around or make a facial expression that shows you think you heard something, but you're not sure. 
your audiologist is watching you. They're watching your face, watching your hesitancy, and that's also giving them information. So just be honest. Your audiologist can hear you on the other side of the booth. They'll give you directions. If you're raising your hand too often when there's no sound, called a false positive, then they'll just let you know, really wait until you're sure you hear a sound. Almost everyone who is in the soundproof room and is doing the hearing test has some false negatives and some false positives, and it's also controlled for in the testing method. Besides for having hearing tests with either insert earphones that go in your ear or headphones that go around your ear, you'll also have bone conduction testing. We put the bone oscillator on the hard part of bone right behind your ear. That's called the mastoid process, and it's part of your skull. When we put the bone oscillator on there, we're actually directing the sounds straight into the cochlea through bone conduction, through the movement of the bones of your skull and into your temporal bone where the cochlea is. That's how we're able to test the hearing of the cochlea, skipping the outer and middle ear, bypassing any of the conductive pathway. Now, for some people, especially if there's a conductive hearing loss or if there's a difference between the ears, one ear better than the other, then you might also experience this other part of the test called masking. During masking, you have one earphone in and the bone oscillator in, and through the earphone, there's a shh, a static or white noise that's coming into one ear while you have to listen out for the beeps and raise your hand for the beeps while that shushing sound is going on. And what's essentially happening is that we're keeping one ear busy, equivalent to covering one eye when you're testing the other eye. This is kind of like covering one ear with that sound so that we can test the other ear. And this is because sounds actually cross over from one ear to the other ear, and we wanna isolate each ear when we're testing in that way. Another part of the hearing test is where you'll have to repeat backwards. This part also is supposed to be difficult. The words are first presented at a volume that's loud enough for you to hear so you know what the words are. Words like ice cream, baseball, toothbrush, popcorn. After these words are presented to you, they're going to start getting softer and quieter and softer and quieter. And at the point where you can't repeat back the words, we get a threshold for your ability to repeat back words. Now, again, it can be very frustrating when you're trying to hear the words and they're just too quiet, but a little bit of frustration is going to come with this, but that is the point of the test. There's also another part of the test with words when you have to repeat back many words that are either said by the audiologist or presented to you on a recording. And this is a test of clarity, seeing if the sounds are loud enough for you to be able to hear them, are they clear? This score, the speech recognition score, is given in a percentage. But remember from last time, hearing loss is not set in terms of percentages. Sometimes the speech recognition score is used as a way to explain how the hearing is affecting the person. And if they, let's say, have a very severe hearing loss, but when sounds are made very loud, they get a good score of 92 or 86, as opposed to another person might have a less severe hearing loss, maybe they have a mild to moderate hearing loss, but their speech recognition score is maybe 50% or in this, or 60%. Even when sounds are louder and they're able to hear them, there's something about the quality of the speech that is degraded because of the kind of hearing loss that they have. A couple of tips for your audiology appointment. Try to schedule your audiology appointment at your best time or the patient's best time. 
if you know that your mom is really groggy in the morning and kind of has a hard time starting the day and does a little bit better later on in the morning, don't schedule the 8 a.m. appointment for her. You want the patient to be ready and calm, not tired or distracted. The same goes for if you have a super long day at work and you're going to come to an audiology appointment after work when you're very tired and you know not at your freshest, it might affect your experience. This is not a pass-fail test. The hearing test is there to find out what's going on specifically. What is your hearing ability and what communication difficulties are you having? At the end of all this testing, you'll be brought in to review the results with your audiologist and they'll talk to you about any course of action they recommend. Until now, we've been talking about a hearing test or an evaluation appointment, a diagnostic appointment. But you can have all different kinds of appointments with your audiologist, such as coming in for a hearing aid evaluation where you can discuss if you can benefit from hearing aids or other assistive devices. If you do choose to go that route, then there will be fitting appointments where the hearing aids will be programmed and set specifically to your hearing loss. It's very important to know that hearing aids are not a quick fix for a hearing loss, as we've discussed in past episodes. But sometimes people think they'll go in for a hearing test and that same day they're going to walk out um, you know, with a quote-unquote solution. The process will likely take more than just one appointment. There are many considerations that have to be taken into account. Even after a person does get a hearing aid, it can take several days, if not a few weeks, to get used to the hearing aids. And during that time, you'll have follow-up appointments for fine-tuning of the settings because we want to make sure that sounds are both comfortable, that means they're not too amplified and too loud or jarring, but also to make sure that they are audible so that the hearing aids can do what they're meant to do and make things louder so the person can hear them. We have verification testing that will ensure your settings are giving you different amounts of amplification for different sounds so that soft, medium, and loud sounds are different to you. Let's talk about the concept of dynamic range. When a person has typical normal hearing, their dynamic range is very wide. That means we can hear very soft sounds, we can hear medium sounds, we can hear louder sounds, we can hear super loud sounds. So we have this big range from very soft to very loud. But when a person has a hearing loss and their hearing becomes diminished, then maybe they don't hear soft sounds, they don't hear very soft sounds, and they only start hearing around medium. So their dynamic range is smaller from medium sounds to loud sounds to very loud sounds. And if you can imagine someone with a severe hearing loss, their dynamic range is even smaller because they're hearing loud sounds and very loud sounds, right? And so when the dynamic range is smaller, the hearing aid comes in to take soft sounds in the environment and make them louder so that they go into the person's dynamic range. So that soft sounds and medium sounds are made louder into the loud and very loud range. But one of the consequences of that is that a lot of sounds are being compressed into this much smaller range. There needs to be a good balance still to maintain the difference between what are softer sounds, medium sounds, and loud sounds within a smaller dynamic range. That's where a skilled and competent professional is needed to make sure that the hearing aid is programmed and the settings reflect exactly the needs of the user, which are individual to each user.
Make sure that the audiologist you're seeing makes you feel comfortable, makes you feel heard, answers any questions that you have. I hope that by talking about this and by thinking about it, your experience at an audiologist's office or with a hearing test is a little bit more calmer. Just remember that it's all about you. When you are a patient, the doctor, the audiologist, or any kind of medical professional is there working for you and working to help you. Make sure that you or your family member are heard, any of your questions are answered, that you feel comfortable, and that you get out of the appointment what you came in to get. I'd love to hear about an experience you had when you went to get your hearing tested or when you took a family member to get their hearing tested. I'm always excited to hear any of your comments or your questions. Contact me through my website at allaboutaudiology.com or send me a DM on Instagram at allaboutaudiologypodcast. A review on iTunes would mean a lot to the show. And any of the comments, questions, or feedback you leave for me might make it into our next mini episodes which are all about your comment and your experience with audiology. On our next full episode, we're going to be talking about how to prepare your child for their audiology appointment and how testing is done for children. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. I'm Dr. Lilach Saperstein, and you've been listening to All About Audiology.